listening to Have Kids They Said. It'll be fun, they said. I'm Danielle Ravenbark, and I am flying solo today. Uh, Typically, I do sometimes have my wonderful husband, Jerry, with me. Uh, But together, we are parents to four wonderful children. Gardner, who is four. Katie Jane, who is three. Steele, who is about 18 months. And a newborn, born uh, just the beginning of June of this past year, 2019. This week, I am going to bring you uh, a little more information, background on us, on how we got to be parents of four kids. And this is the episode about all of their births. And so I will have to say to start that I really love to consume way too many parenting articles and possibly to my detriment. So when it came to having our first child, Gardner, back in 2014, I was all over the what size is the baby now, what's going on with baby this week, and how do I know if I'm in labor, and all of the other Googling things that you're not supposed to Google. And basically, even now, I Google way too much stuff. Um, Basically, we had really fantastic births for all four of our kids, which we were super fortunate about. And I will say, as I share this journey with you, that at the end of the day, as anybody is thinking about getting pregnant or birth is upon you and it is your first child, just knowing that as you go into uh, labor and delivery, that you may not get the birth you want. And like I said, I've been incredibly fortunate and have had really fantastic births. So I felt like this would be a really good opportunity to kind of share all of my birth stories of all my kids and um, if you want to share your birth story, I would absolutely love to hear it. So first was Gardner. And uh, of course, Jerry had scheduled a fantasy football draft uh, the weekend before we were due. So he basically pleaded with me, please don't have this baby before my fantasy football draft because I will be drafting in labor and delivery, <laughs> which... Many wives may have a problem with, and I'm just, it's so typical of my husband, so it just makes me laugh. So on Friday, sure enough, I started having contractions, and I thought, oh, this is it. We're going. And so he took a quick nap, and his draft was either that Saturday or Sunday, but the contraptions um, tapered off, and we actually didn't wind up in the hospital until Monday. I thought my water was leaking, so... I said, well, let me take a shower and off we'll go. And so when I got to the hospital, I was really not having any major contractions and my water actually hadn't started leaking like I thought. So as I'm sitting there, I think, oh my gosh, I'm going home. They're going to send me home. But when then they checked me and I was already at five centimeters and had no idea. So hooray, Um, the doctor on call broke my water and I arranged for an epidural because why am I going to feel all that pain? That's that's my plan. I don't need to, I don't need to feel all that pain. So the anesthesiologist came in and put the epidural in, but turns out it was in the wrong place. Ouch. So I started feeling contractions and gosh, they were painful. And about 30 minutes later after I was having contractions, they were not tapering off. The anesthesiologist had to come back and do the epidural again. 
Now, once it was in place, it was glorious. And so I sat for seven or eight hours and got ready to push. And then after pushing for 45 minutes and kind of trusting the nurses and delivery staff and the doctor on when the contractions were coming, uh, I was pushing, but, you know, I had no idea how I was doing. I couldn't really feel anything. And I just thought, oh my gosh, I cannot push anymore. Uh, But I was so close, according to the nurses and the doctor. So after a while, um, Jerry was finally like, he he just thought to himself, well, I got to give you the real deal because you've been at this for like an hour. And prior to having birth, um, he had said, well, you know, I don't want to see below the curtain. And I had to explain to him like, no, Jerry, there's no curtain unless there's a C-section and then there will be a curtain. But otherwise, there is no curtain. And uh, that was a little shocking to him, but he was then fully prepared. Uh, and so he did look and he was like, yeah, you've, you're doing great. Well, like another 30, 45 minutes, I don't know, went by. Uh, what he saw was the crown of the baby. And uh, so eventually I did get Gardner out uh, on my own, which was great. Of my four children, he had the biggest head ever. And it was in like the 98th percentile, something like over 16 and a half inches around. Uh, so I needed some a few stitches, uh, which they had pulled the epidural prior to the doctor finishing those stitches. So, ouch, uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, and I will have to say, because of all of that, the recovery was probably a little more difficult than the other three. And sitting was hard, walking was hard, lifting was hard, and it was all new. Um, plus, Gardner only slept for like 45 minutes at a time. It was awful. But then we got pregnant again. Uh, when Gardner was about 11 months old. And so we were having a girl. So Katie Jane was next. Uh, Her birth went a lot differently. And I woke up around 1230 in the middle of the night with contractions and thought, okay, this is it. So of course I showered. That's like kind of my shtick if I know I'm going to the hospital. I'm like, I'm going to shower. I want to feel clean. And even though it's about to get messy, I don't know how long I'm going to be there. And showering always feels like a must. So I know not everybody has that luxury, but I try to make it a priority. So the contractions were coming fast and we managed to get to the hospital uh, probably around 2.15, And of course, the registration system was down or being really slow and uh, there weren't any labor and delivery nurses available to wheel us up to the room. So um, Jerry had used to deliver office supplies at the hospital. And so he said, well, I, I know where it is. I'll get her there. Um, they they did wind up sending a nurse down. And so eventually I got registered. The nurse came to get us. And I was timing my contractions because, y'all, there's an app for that. Of course there is. Um, but basically, by the time I got settled in the room, it was about 2.50 in the morning. They asked me me what I wanted for pain. So of course I said, I really want an epidural. And as they were saying that they said, well, please don't have that baby in the bathroom. And I didn't really pay any attention, but then they checked me and I was at nine centimeters. And so I had to ask like, well, 
I'm not getting that epidural, am I? And they were like, no. And apparently one of the other nurses wasn't going to tell me, but I really just wanted to know what I was working with. So as I'm between pushes, Jerry says, you're going to hate this girl. And I glare at him because I knew a snarky comment was coming out next. And I just looked at him and I waited for it. And he said, not only did she give you stretch marks, but now you have to have her naturally. And I looked at him and I went, shut up. (laughs) And about four pushes, maybe six minutes later at 3.05 a.m., we had our little girl. And afterwards... Even though I had to have her naturally, I actually came to the conclusion that I like the natural birth better than the epidural. It was for me like my body knew what it was supposed to do. It really helped me to know when to push and and what was coming. So when it came time to have steel in January 2018, I opted to not have the epidural and I had the same kind of birth I did with Katie Jane. So at 7 a.m. that morning, I also had contractions, took a shower, that's my shtick, uh, and then I didn't have anything but a local anesthetic when it came time to push, which was what they gave me when I had Katie Jane. And my only regret with Steele, he was about five hours of labor. Katie Jane was two hours and 20 minutes. That girl was ready to come. Um, but I wanted to get up and go to the bathroom. And she said, if you feel pressure, you're going to need to sit down. Of course, when I stood up, I felt pressure. So I told her. And then I was, uh, I had to remain in bed after that. And I really like to labor how I want, which is often standing up, moving around, really adjusting. So um, Steele did get there, of course. Uh, so he, like Gardner, uh, came out of me sunny side up, they call it, which is face up, which is not how babies are supposed to come out. And so basically he hit his face on all the bones as he came out. And as a result, that poor child looked like he was in a prize fight. Like poor little guy. He was, his face was so swollen. I pushed him out so fast. So he didn't even have time to, to turn. And uh, by 11.18 that morning, we had a baby, uh, which was great. So then our fourth child named Jerry the third, he was different. So uh, I had had a few high blood pressures with this pregnancy. So we decided, uh, our my OB and I, that we we're going to induce him. And on the way to the hospital that morning, I actually revealed to my husband, Jerry, that I had not done my regular excessive Googling. And in fact, I really had no idea what to expect from this inducing in, uh, of birth as opposed to having the birth kind of come naturally. So it was really different than the other three. And of course, Jerry was shocked that I had not Googled the mess out of all my options. Uh, So I'm thinking either I didn't have time or I just had other things going on. But in any case, we arrived at the hospital at 6am, got checked in, got started. And this time I had already expressed to my OB that I wanted to labor how I wanted. And lucky for me, the hospital now has mobile fetal heart monitors. So I was able to even walk the halls while I was in labor and getting the labor started. So uh, they, it was really fantastic. And again, uh, this took a little longer since it was an induction. My body was kind of forced to do it. So um, I was about 
seven hours maybe into labor and was ready to push and got my local. And of course, um, it made it really easy for me to feel everything, but I did let my body do the work and we had another little boy. So I'm going to tell you that even with all of these kind of different, but maybe similar birth stories, um, that it was painful for the the three I didn't have the epidural for. So it's one of the cons of natural labor labor for sure for those that are deciding whether or not they want to have the epidural. Uh, so I wrote a post up on my blog after having Katie Jane about the pros and cons for having an epidural or having natural labor. And so I will link that up in my show notes. Obviously, Pain is a major factor for deciding to have an epidural. And of course, having one means you can rest and relax pain-free for basically the duration of labor, which is super attractive to, I would say, most people. It certainly was attractive to me as I was deciding on what to do with my first. Uh, I didn't want to feel all that pain, so... I will say, though, I had more pain and soreness more than anything uh, from the injection site um, where I got the epidural and then the labor itself. So everybody gets to make their own choice about pain management for labor. And so although I have to say sometimes, like I said at the top of the show, some people don't get a choice. So I have a good friend that wanted a natural labor or um, an even just an epidural and actually wound up with a C-section and was really angry about it. And of course, I also know someone else that thought labor was going to be smooth. And instead, her son came out sideways, like arm first, and she had to have reconstructive surgery after birth. And it was her first and last. Uh, And needless to say, I can't blame her. I don't think I would have had so many kids if my births were so difficult and recovery was so hard. And I'm really lucky that pregnancy has mostly agreed with me as well. So being pregnant has really not been so much of a burden. Um, This last time was a little tougher than the other three. Uh, But of course, everybody deals with pregnancy differently. Everybody's births are different. And I know for the moms out there that listen to this podcast that you have a story to share too. And if you want to share, I definitely want to hear them. So if you've had a tough birth or maybe it went just as expected, maybe you had a premature baby or everything just went really smooth, feel free to share in the comments or maybe we can chat um on the air on this podcast sometime. So that's it for this episode of Have Kids They Said. Thanks for listening. And if you have any questions that you want us to tackle, you can email us at podcast at gmail.com or even better, you can send us a voice memo. If you like what you hear, please be sure to tell a friend. We're an Apple Podcast and Stitcher and we'd love for you to rate and review us. And until next time, I'm Danielle Rivenbark. I hope your parenting life continues to be fun, rewarding, and not too chaotic. We'll see you next time on the other side of chaos.